Hi, I'm Colleen, your host of the Good News Podcast. And I'm Neil, the other host. The Good News Podcast is your source for good news, fun stories, auditory delight, and sonic joy. We're bringing all of this goodness to you from the Cards Against Humanity studios in Chicago. Today, we're going to be discussing something that I imagine the average U.S. citizen has no idea about. I think that's fair. We're, we're going to be talking about Eurovision. My gut tells me most people have heard about it, but few people know about it. I have never heard about it until today. So with that in mind, and with the intent of educating, we brought in an expert. Lauren Summers is a Chicagoan who is totally in love with Eurovision. Obsessed is not the right word to use here. She has a long-standing relationship with Eurovision. We're breaking the conversation up into two episodes. For today, we're just getting into the basics of what Eurovision is and how it all works. Tomorrow, we're going to talk with Lauren about what Eurovision means to her and why she loves it the way she does. We started with the basics. What the heck is Eurovision? The Eurovision Song Contest was started in 1956. It was an attempt to kind of reunite Europe after the war and to give everyone some light entertainment. Every country could bring a song and it had to be kind of about something nice and easy and love is always a good subject matter because everyone can unite over it. The songs are not supposed to be political and they are supposed to be original. Every country that wants to participate can. You just have to be a member of the EBU, which is the European Broadcasting Union. Even if you're not in Europe, you can actually still be a part of this, which is really interesting. Israel, who just won a few months ago, they are a member of the EBU, even though they're not in geographical Europe. Australia is a member. Morocco did it one year. Kazakhstan has recently become a member of the EBU, which means that in the next year or so, we can expect something from Kazakhstan, which is so amazing. Yeah, so that's that's kind of the gist of it. It's been going on for 60 years. It's given us A few huge, huge pop stars like ABBA, who won in 1974. Oh, okay. I've heard of them. Yeah. And then Celine Dion. Uh, She competed for Switzerland. Really? Yes. Renee. (laughs) This was really... So people are like, why did she compete? She's Canadian. And it's like... The very loose answer is that she speaks French and so do Swiss people. So, oh. <laughs> so they, they recruited her and she won. And it kind of launched for ABBA and for Celine Dion, it launched their international careers. And is it a one competition that happens once a year? Yes. Or are, is there things that build up to that? Are there like things Regionals. that happen? Yeah, think, yes, yes, actually. Thank you um, for that question. Um, <laughs> There are regionals in in a in a sense. Every every country has their own way of choosing their representative. Some are just chosen by the government or the head of their TV station or whatever. But certain countries have fabulous selection processes, which I also am a huge fan of. The best one, arguably, is Melody Festivalen, which is Sweden's uh, selection process. You can imagine, because it's from Sweden, it's extremely like well-produced. The songs are great. They are just like pop masterpieces, and it runs for six weeks in the dead of winter. So it's absolutely the best thing to do on like a Saturday in mid-February. I... It's your hygiene. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. Yes. It is. It's it's so fun. So yeah, and like Estonia and Latvia, they all have really fascinating processes for selecting their entries. Some of them are like eight weeks long. It's so long. It's so extensive. I did watch Ukraines a couple of years ago, and it was fascinating because the artists would sing their song, and then the judges would talk for 30 minutes about each, like, this was really good, but let me give you a note. Like, they would give feedback to the artist. It was it was amazing. You seem like you are a representative from Eurovision. <laughs> you are speaking with such authority yeah. that you should, maybe you do work for them. I don't, but I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> Just if you're for anybody out there, yeah. uh, John Olasand, I am available. He's the guy who runs the EBU right now. Okay. I no. can't. Have you ever been to Melody Festival? I have. Ooh, I have actually. You traveled to Sweden yeah. in the dead of winter. It was really fun to see to see it live. Yeah, yeah. I've gone to Eurovision four times, and I've gone to Melody Festival in once. It's it's really interesting. The audience members that are native you know, either to Sweden, Melody Festival, and or to like the host country, like when I was in Lisbon. It's a lot of young children and families. Perfect. <laughs> so, it sounds, uh, I mean, it sounds like really heartwarming. It's very wholesome. Yeah. It was so funny when I was at Melody Festival and I was seated next to a couple of small ch- Swedish children and I was just losing my mind, like screaming, dancing, and they were looking at me like I was a psychopath. <laughs> They were probably beautiful, you're, too. You're right? passionate. They were beautiful, quiet Swedish yeah. children who had never seen a woman behave this way before. <laughs> oh. Were you like, welcome to America? I was like, I didn't say anything because I just assumed they would know that I was not from there. <laughs> I don't know. Do you align with a country in the EBU? Do you, do, are you pulling for? I do. Who I are have, you pulling for? I always, I always stand very hard for Ukraine because they are underdogs in most things everything in the world yeah and they are passionate people that fight very hard at eurovision they always put something spectacular on the stage and i just love them i'm curious about your access where are you able to watch this (laughs) all right so for the first and is it it captioned because it's not in english yeah well okay Yes and no. Um, So the first few years, we would just watch it on, like, the BBC's website. Okay. Which was very easy to access, and it would be an English commentary, which is great. And actually, most of the the commentating and the sort of official stuff is done in either English or French. Oh, Um, interesting. Those are the official languages. And then most of the songs, for no reason, are in English, which gives you some really interesting translations at times. There was a song that uh, the lyrics made no sense. It was really wonderful. It was called Rockefeller Street, which, as we all know, <laughs> is not a thing. Yeah. There's no, it was like, it was like the, it was supposed to be like New York City. We're here on Rockefeller Street. It's like, that's not a that place. It's not there. And one of the lyrics was, um, like it was called, it went one, two, seven, three, down on Rockefeller Street. All the party Cinderella's are here now. <laughs> it was Estonia. We'll be back tomorrow with more from Lauren about her infatuation with the contest. And why it's a solid investment for her to go see it live as often as she has. Thanks for listening. Do you have good news? Awesome. 
or maybe you want to tell us a joke or idea, that's amazing. Email us at goodnews at cardsagainsthumanity.com. Or leave us a voicemail at 773-217-0156. You can also tweet us at the Good News Pod. And if you love the Good News Podcast, review us on iTunes. We'd appreciate it. Most of our music is by Poddington Bear. Same place, same time, tomorrow. Tomorrow.